Welcome to another episode of the Jump Around with Blake Dudonis, my podcast on women's basketball. Joining me today, as we continue my unintentional theme of having a lot of mid-major coaches, uh, it's going to be Rice head coach Tina Langley. It's actually, now that I mention it, it's not fair to call Rice a mid-major. They're in Conference USA, they're kind of uh, a low-high major, or maybe a high-mid-major. Regardless, what they are is really good. And they weren't when she took over. Tina came from Maryland. She was there for a long time as an associate head coach. Took over a Rice program who was in a bad place. Won nine games year one. Year two, they won the WBI championship. Last year, they go to the WNIT. This year, they're already sitting at 13-3. and three. So she's done a, a pretty fantastic job. And that's, that's kind of the way you draw it up when you take over a program is to rise a little bit at a time. And she's been special. So looking forward to talking to her about her time at Rice, what letter there, and a little bit of her backstory as well. We'll get her on the phone, and we'll be right back. This is The Jump Around. And we are back on The Jump Around, and joining me it is Rice head coach Tina Langley. Coach... Uh, I certainly appreciate you taking time in the middle of the season. I know it's uh, time's always precious, so thank you. And a 13-3 start, uh, man, what a great start. But really, thank you for, for taking some time for me today. Oh, thank you for having me. It's, uh, it's a pleasure to get to talk with you and catch up and uh, to talk about our team. Well, we'll, uh, we'll get into your superb Rice team, but uh, you had a long journey before you, you got to Rice. And so I'm, I'm interested in... Uh, looking back on that a little bit, as you go back to your, through your career as an assistant, you're at Maryland for seven seasons, uh, went to the Final Four. Before that, you're at Clemson, Georgia, Toledo. W- when I, or if I went back and talked to you when you were at Toledo, for instance, um, and I would have asked you what your what your goals were, you know, where you wanted to be in 15, 20 years, uh, what were those goals? Where were you looking to be? My passion is um, trying to pursue a purpose, and I believe my purpose is mentoring college students. So, um, you know, that was really and still is uh, my biggest goal. What is – it's interesting you say that. So for you, was it always coaching was your thing then, that you just always from the get-go felt that way? You know, I kind of got pulled into it um, a little bit. Um, I was going to teach special education and um, take some uh, time away from basketball, and I didn't know if I would return to it. I knew I loved the sport, but, you know, when you're done as a player, sometimes you're just tired. (laughs) And so um, when you're a first-year high school teacher, um, you're automatically assigned some extracurricular activities, and so I was assigned three sports. Um, And so obviously loved basketball and, um, you know, just uh, immediately kind of fell back in love with it in a different way. Um, from a mentoring standpoint, um, and um, you know that uh, led me into college. Well, once you kind of navigated your way through, and you landed at Maryland, and you you guys had such a a great run during the years you were there. You had opportunities uh, to go for other jobs. You had you know people interviewing for other head coaching jobs, but you, you stayed at Maryland, and and for you know good reason. You guys were really good. But um, whenever you go through that, I know there's. Even when you feel good about yourself and confident in yourself, there's I feel like there's always some self doubt still. What what eventually kind of helped you jump and go? Okay, yeah, I do want to be the head coach. I am going to make this leap. 
Well, first of all, I worked for a tremendous person in Brenda Fries at Maryland, and so, you know, she was a great resource for me and a tremendous support for me. And so, you know, as I looked for what fit me best, um, I was able to take my time. So I wouldn't really say it was fear um, because I've um, not really made a decision based on that before. I've ever, um, I've always just looked for what I thought was a great fit, and that's usually related to the people um, and um, the support from those people. And so I just felt like Rice was incredibly different than anything I'd ever seen before, um, a nationally ranked institution um, with uh, an incredible AD, and I just felt like that it was um, it was the right relationships um, there that, that, um, that I was excited to be a part of. Well, you take over that program, and it, it wasn't in great shape, and that, you know, I don't say this in, in any means of um, being rude to the former, uh, former staff or players or anything like that, but the program wasn't winning. And you take over year one, you just win nine games. And, um, and obviously I've mentioned you guys have turned that around, but was it difficult for you going from a, you know, one of the best teams in the country at Maryland to going to a team just winning nine games? Was it tough going through those losing phases? Yeah, well, first of all, I do. Rice had one, and there had been success, even from the coach that um, had retired from Rice. Um, there had been success in the past. So, you know, we're excited to see that we could, you know, kind of revitalize that success. And, um, you know, obviously, uh, I'm a competitive person, or I would <laughs> probably go into counseling instead of coaching. <laughs> um, but, uh, <laughs> but um, so, yeah, I think that first start, um, probably there was a few times I remember thinking, you know, hey, I'd love to get a win for the for the girls. But, you know, I can tell you it was one of my favorite coaching seasons. Um, it was an incredible group of young women that really just bought in and worked so very hard. And our focus was on growth mindset that year. And, and it you know much about rice. You know, the academics are quite rigorous. And so those student athletes were used to um, working at a very high level and um, hadn't failed very much in their life. And so really just came in and talked to them about, you know, how to view failure and how um, failure can continue to help you grow and it's not a negative thing. And so to embrace that philosophy, I just felt like you saw us just, you know, really improve game in and game out. And um, so actually really proud of everything we accomplished as uh, young women that I got a chance to work with. Yeah. Well, you talk about dealing with failure and, 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 and how that, you know, is growth. But correct me, when, I mean, have you... I feel like you haven't really, uh, you personally haven't dealt with a lot of failure over your career. You've been a part of just some really good teams for a long time. Oh, like I fail every day. <laughs> we all do. Okay. <laughs> you yeah. know, we all have goals for ourselves. And, you know, if it's a conversation you have with a student athlete you wanted to be more motivational in or you want to, you know, you wanted to do some different things in a game or a practice and you look back and you know there's things you could have done better. So, um, you know, I think we constantly look at those things and, and, um, if there's a W at the end of the day, sometimes we say there, we won and there wasn't any failures, but there was, there's failures behind every W, just like there's failures behind every loss. All right. Touche. Very good. That's a good life lesson there. Um, for you, for no, sincerely, no, that's a, that's a good point. Uh, we all certainly fall short. Uh, when you, Look back at, at year one and as you're learning, what was the biggest thing that you felt like you learned as your, as your first time as a head coach? What a great question. There's so many. Yeah. <laughs> Let me think. I know that's one. not fair to ask you for <laughs> one. That's, that, that's very unfair. Of me. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I think it's, um, it's probably, to be honest with you, it's the business side of the sport. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I don't think you really have to to see that side as much as an assistant coach, even associate head coach, you get, you get some responsibilities beyond, um, you know, what you've had in the past, but, you know, there's still just a business side to it. 
that, um, you know, you haven't had any experience with. And, you know, my background is special education and counseling and, and those kinds of backgrounds. And so um, I probably learned the best um, lessons that year on the business side. Yeah. Uh, before it gets away from me, you, you joked about how competitive you are. Uh, can, do you have an example outside of basketball that would show me how, how, uh, how competitive Tina Langley is? Well, you could probably ask every guy every day that there's probably a reason I'm not married. <laughs> so, uh, no, I'm, I'm, uh, I'm pretty competitive. Like I don't play games. I don't play board games or anything like that. So it keeps the relationships in a positive light. Oh, you're one of those um, people that no. you can't, you can't cause you'll be, oh wow. Okay. Just, so, just, just skip, don't play. No, um, night. Yeah. no, I'm kidding. I'm kidding a little bit. No, I'm just, um, <laughs> you know, I, I think I've learned to handle that um, as I've gotten older. And um, and I really have some incredible friendships in the business that, you know, if I'm going to lose to somebody, I, I, think I love losing to people that I have a lot of respect for. And, and uh, you know, if that's going to happen, that's um, good for them. And so I think I've gotten some perspective through the years and um, appreciate the lessons that I learn in each loss, just like we try to teach our student athletes that. Um, you know, so hopefully I've learned a little bit. Yeah. Well, one thing that helps in that regard is losing less, which you guys have done every single year that you've been there. So nine and 22 year one year two, you guys go 23 and 13. You win the WBI. Uh, we'll come back to that in a second. And then last year you go 23 and 10. So yeah, you don't have to deal with losing if you don't lose as much. So that's a uh, good strategy <laughs> by you. Well done. <laughs> We'll give all credit to the staff and kids on that. But, yeah, um, it's been it's been a fun ride, and um, you know I think the the neat thing is that I truly believe that it's about the people that you surround yourself with, and um, we continue. And, and from the very first year I was here until now, um, I've been blessed to be surrounded by incredible people, and um, that does begin with your staff because I think you you talk about your vision and um, the things that you hope to accomplish, and the kind of mentors you want your young people to be around. And I am so blessed to have an incredible staff um the guys i work with right now are just you know 24 7 about the student athlete and um so i think that's um just been an incredible blessing and and then the young people i get to work with at rice i mean they've come to rice um, not just for basketball but for um one of the best educations in the country and so they know that they're signing up for a different different level of work um than the you know average student athlete has on a daily basis and so just so much respect and love for them as well yeah it's interesting because yeah, for anyone who doesn't know, Rice Academics are, uh, they're up there um, amongst the elite schools in the country academically. Um, and it's interesting because part of your success that you guys have been able to build with your players, um, uh, you know, several of your, your key players are transfers. Um, you've got the, uh, the Aguma Kays, you've got Nancy Mulkey as well, who um, the Aguma Kays came in from Pepperdine and, and Mulkey came in from Oklahoma. So, um one, you've got, it's one thing to come in from high school to college and, and face the rigorous academics, but then for, you know, for these players, they've already been in college, so they're kind of like, okay, I get it. I know how to be a student athlete. And then they come to Rice, and it's like, whoa, it's another level of academics. Uh, how have they handled that, and how have you guys been able to navigate through, um, you know, really obtaining transfers that have been valuable for you? 
Yeah, I think the first thing that happened when we first arrived is just a lot of excitement about um, maybe the vision that our administration had for where the program could go. And so I think a lot of um, student athletes had potentially had considered Rice um, when they were coming out of high school, you know, as they were um, looking to make a change, they, you know, reconsidered Rice again. And so we were just very fortunate that they um, took a second look and, um, you know, wanted to come home, all of them from Houston, um, and coming back to this area. And so they have made a huge impact because they had played at the college level and um, they did know Rice coming out um, because again they were uh, from the area and so they were familiar with uh, what they were um, looking at and, and actually they were seeking it out. They were seeking out a, a really rigorous academic um, environment and so um, they w- were prepared to be honest. Um, very smart, um, very um, you know, goal-oriented student-athletes. And so um, that was a great addition. And then, then I think what you've seen in the future is, you know, now students are in high school and choosing us to start with. And so we've had a lot of really talented young women, you know, choose um, to come uh, to Rice and could have gone Power 5, could have gone a lot of places, and um, they've signed on. And so what I think has been really cool is um, our transfer students that you've mentioned, um, Nicole DeMarco, the Gimme Kate, Nancy Mulkey, they've all, um, they've all done a great job of mentoring our freshmen as, they, as they've come in. Um, you know, we had this year um, some student athletes sit down, um, you know, with our freshmen and just talk to them about how to balance everything. And they spent a good, you know, 45 minutes talking to them about, you know, how to set up their week and how to study differently than they were in high school. And um, they're really, really, um, kind and considerate and, and trying to help people see that, um, you know, you have to be very prepared to be successful at this level. Yeah. And I guess Rice is one of those schools where you just, it is a little different, right? Because of the academic portion of it. But something that I found interesting that you do that's a little different is, uh, you know, a lot of schools, a lot of teams, when they finish practice, they knock in a free throw or, you know, whatever. They do something that so a player has to do something and they, okay, now we can leave practice. Uh, but I know in the past you've, and I don't know if you still do this or not, but you guys huddle up at, at midcourt and, and you have players um, vocalize things they could have done better in, in practice and, and say, hey, I, you know, I'm sorry I didn't do this well or I should have done this a little bit better. Uh, can you tell me a little bit about that? Sure. I mean, we have incredibly intelligent student athletes. And so, you know, for me to just um, speak at them all day, I don't think that they um, will learn as much as if we we're in an environment and everybody can participate. You know, we, we really believe everyone is a leader. Um, you know, our staff is great leaders. Uh, you know, our team, great leaders. And so, you know, we had a lot of in the practice, we, we call it, you know, talking about our growth moments because growth is one of our team core values. And so these are areas that we um, we need to continue to grow in as a team for the next practice and areas that we showed growth in in that practice. So um, both areas that are positive and areas we'd like to improve on. And um, they've really done a great job of just taking ownership of their team and the areas that they would like to improve on. And, and then let's celebrate the things that we continue to um, to get better at. Yeah. Um... I mentioned year year two when you guys won the WBI, and, and again, that's following year you win nine games, you jump all the way up to twenty three wins and win that championship. Uh, take me back to that moment. What what was that like for you and your staff and your players to win that thing? 
Well, I just think that the coolest thing was watching them celebrate. I mean, uh, you know, unfortunately we had an injury right at the uh, very end of the game uh, to, to uh, one of our starters. And, um, you know, she uh, was actually back in the training room as we began to celebrate. And I, I remember, um, you know, we, you know we went back and got her. And um, right before we did, they started cutting a net down. And um, I realized quickly that they didn't know how, that no one had ever cut the net down before. And so, <laughs> you know, we, we I thought, well, I, poor coaching by me I did not prepare them for that um and so we uh we had a, a fun moment as a team and talked about it and I came back out and um you know we had brought the young lady to the floor and I'm telling you just tears for her you know so it's like this mix of emotions I'll never forget just mm. being so sad uh that she was injured and but also so happy because she helped us get where we are and you know the coolest moment I've ever seen is her teammates helping her climb the ladder and um, and cut a piece of the net down, and so you know it was just what our team was all about was about serving one another and loving one another well, and um, it was a really cool moment. So that's that's probably the neatest memory that I have in the season. Yeah, that's that's pretty neat. And then last year, you guys. Uh, kind of use that to continue your success and and equal your win total and and go to the WNIT. So it, it just seems like each year there's another step forward. Ultimately, obviously, the goal is to to be in the NCAA tournament regularly. Um, and you guys have have been ma- taking those necessary steps um, for from year one to year two. What was the biggest difference for you guys as you started to kind of build towards successfulness? Well, I think culture just takes the time to uh, to set in, and I don't even think that happens in year two and three and four. Your culture is always building and changing, and um, with all of, uh, all of the student athletes that you add to your program, and so and the ones that leave leave their mark, and um, and that's been really neat to watch. Um, I mean, you talked about the NIT year, and that's a year that is an incredible um, season as well as we had just injury after injury last year and, um, you know, people playing out of position and a point guard who really probably shouldn't been playing anymore at the point. I mean, she just was really injured as well and just people fighting through and, and finding a way to help us finish that season. But, uh, to be in the NIT that year was a remarkable um, feat by those young women as well and, and the staff's ability to continue to just, you know, help people play out of position and things like that. So, you know, I, I think the thing that's been the neatest to see is just the way um, that uh, the student athletes and our staff have just poured into one another and, and just found a way to improve um, individually and then collectively as a team. Well, then you jump into this year and you guys continue to do that. I, I mentioned 13-3, and three, and your only three losses are at Texas A&M, which was a, a nine-point game, at UCLA, a nine-point game, and then you lose in North Carolina on a neutral floor. So not not bad when you're losing. Those are your only three losses. You guys have won six in a row so far. You're 4-0 in Conference USA, which uh, an, an absolutely brutal conference, to say the least. Um, as you guys continue to go down, you've got a nice little break, one last night versus UTEP, and then you don't play again uh, until Saturday. At this point in the season, you know, it's been good. You've had a good year. You've you've pretty much beaten everyone you probably feel like you should have. Uh, you know, maybe you, you feel like you should have, one of those, should have won one of the games you lost. But ultimately, you guys are in a good place. How do you guys – what does it look like for you now? How do you continue to build forward? How do you guys continue to improve? How do, how do you, Rice, do that? Well, I think um, one of the things that, you know, we, um, we don't overlook was how many new faces we had this year because we had a lot of players out injured and we had um, – 
you know, several freshmen joining us as well. And so I think that um, the, the neatest thing was watching us kind of come together as a team. And, and that's what non-conference is really uh, neat about is that, you know, you're going to face so many different styles of play and different environments, uh, you know, from fans to travel to all those things. And so it was neat to watch the team just kind of learn through all those experiences and, and really get closer and closer. But that's the character of the kids that I'm very blessed to coach. And so it's just been fun to watch them do that. We have a lot of things to be better at. You know, you're talking to a coach. So, I mean, when I think of uh, the things that we're still trying to improve on, um, I get excited. And so I know that um, our, uh, we have a very, very high ceiling and uh, we are really fighting hard to, to reach that um, to that point uh, by the end of the season. What does uh, a Tina Langley run practice look like? Uh, well, it's, it's run by the entire staff, um, and, and they're incredible. Um, you know, we, from every single person, um, you know, just uh, planning-wise, we begin, um, you know, early in the morning, and, and I think we plan a pretty efficient practice. I mean, we really want to be time-conscious uh, conscious of um, the student-athletes at Rice, um, so we try to be um, incredibly efficient moving from drill to drill, and every drill has a purpose, and um, we want to make sure that we're, we're well-prepared in, in our uh, continued growth as a team as well as pre- uh, our preparation for our opponents. So, you know, we just cover everything that needs to be covered in a very short amount of time in conference play. Um, again, also just preparing for what we hope is a long season um, and taking care of our bodies. I have a tremendous um, sports performance coach who does a, a lot of work for us pretty practice um, and stretching and, and preparing them um, individually as well as collectively and, um, we do a lot of uh, the basics everybody else does and shooting and passing and defense and everything that everyone does. So um, our goal is just to be as efficient as possible. Yeah. Uh, do you do anything, and this can be in practice, this could be in general, is, is there anything you do with your program Is there that, that, you would, uh, that I would say is unusual? Like, Do you do anything that um, maybe most programs don't do? I know that's a super general uh, kind of <laughs> throwing it out there question, but I'm just wondering just in the in the operation of you running your program, if you guys do anything that, that you would say, like, yeah, this is pretty unique. Not that many people do this like this or handle these things like this. Well, I think it just begins with the people that we have in our program, and I think they're unique. The student athletes we recruit are unique, and so I think that's, you know, we have a really, really good environment that you want your daughter to be a part of, um, and um, and I can say that that's, that's tough to put together, you know, because there's so many different personalities we recruit nationally, um, and so we have a, a really neat environment that's very servant-minded um, that, that really cares for one another, and, and that goes throughout the staff as well. I mean, they're incredible people. Um, and just work so hard and, and really, you know, behind, no one knows. I mean, just behind the scenes and um, it's beautiful to see. And so um, you're very protective of that. You always want to, you know, to to, uh, to try to protect it. But I think the people that come to Rice fit our culture and, and that's probably what makes us the most special. Yeah, it's, it's, if you look at your staff, it, it's unique. You're three assistants. So you got Lee, who you get. Who who comes from you know a, a low a lower D one a, a mid a lower mid major school? You got Winston who comes from the NBA world, and then you have Latara coming from the ACC. So you you really have gotten people from almost the complete three opposite directions from each other, and have put them together in one staff. Oh, it's just a blessing. I mean, a lot of prayers. They're they're incredible, and um, I'm I'm so fortunate. They're they're smarter and, and <laughs> than I am, and um, they make me a lot better, and I'm so blessed to have them. Um, because they they truly love our student athletes and 
they, they live and breathe it. And, you know, you could go through our whole staff and say that, um, you know, from, you know, our director of vessel operations and our, our sports performance coach, or we have an incredible video coordinator, our assistant to scouting. I mean, they're, they're all incredible people. And so um, we're very, um, very fortunate to work together. Uh, it's it's a young staff and 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 you are young in your own right, but I'm just saying in relation. Oh, I, was gonna, I was wondering where you were going. For <laughs> <that>. <laughs> Don't. Oh, I'm, not, I'm not stupid. Come back. <laughs> I am. Oh no, I'm not digging myself a hole. No, ma'am, I am not doing that. But what I was going to say is, with a very young staff in relation to you, uh, do you still do you still do you feel good? You feel like you're on the up and up with everything? Or do you feel like they, they speak in a language you don't speak? Or are you able to kind of... Oh, they help me a ton. <laughs> I mean, you know, you can ask... Uh, Coach, Coach King helped me with my last pregame talk to make sure I sounded like I <laughs> from this century. So, um, you know, yeah, they they try to keep me young as much as possible. They have a fight with me for social media because I'm a social media struggle there. Okay. Now, but, um, other than that, I think I think they can keep me on board um, from that. And obviously, the student athletes do too. They they give me a hard time, and, and I I try to learn because I definitely definitely always want to relate and speak the language. And so, um, and I'm not that old, so I'm not sure why we're on this topic. Yeah, right now. you know what? I'm gonna go ahead and move off so our <laughs> relationship stays uh, steady and strong. Uh, moving on. Bad question for me. Um, when uh, do you? Well, let me ask you this: Are do you guys set goals? As a staff uh, or as a we team? Don't. Uh, we, we do and we don't. So we don't have the traditional goals as much. We talk about them, sure, and we say, you know, what would we love to accomplish as a season? But, you know, everyone talks process. Everyone, you know, especially you, you turn on the ball right now and uh, as it ends, um, everyone's talking about you truly have to believe that the little things make a difference in teams that um, achieve at a high level for long uh, periods of time and, and being fortunate to be a part of some of those teams you see the day in and day out work ethic and um, the the attention to the small details that's required um, to be great, from choosing the right lunch to, you know, making yourself go to bed early and get sleep. And, you know, so, you know, this year we've talked a lot about fighting for greatness and what that means. And for us, that's an internal fight. That's the self-discipline it takes. And um, we talk about, you know, we define excellence and what that stands for. And, and we talk about four quarters and how somebody might say someone won a shot at the buzzer, but someone's free throw was just as important early in the game. And sure. so, um, you know, for us, it's about um, everything matters. Um, and we're trying to instill that um, in each of us. All of us have to remember that. Uh, so that's kind of our goal as a team. Yeah, fair enough. Um as you go down, and, and we'll I'll start wrapping this up here. As you go down, I, I mentioned you got a game on Saturday against North Texas, and then you have a, a really tricky road trip in Middle Tennessee and UAB. Uh, I actually had on uh, Coach McRae from Old Dominion uh, a few days ago, and we were just talking about, like, if people aren't paying attention, man, Conference USA is brutal. <laughs> It's brutal. I mean, and you got teams are everywhere, right? You got teams in Virginia. They got teams in, in Texas, obviously, and you. And you just you got all these different styles and different coaching. And um, how has it been for you? Because there are some conferences that are kinder to new coaches than others. And obviously, you going into year four, you figured it out. But man, this, what a tough league! Well, we have incredible coaches in our league, and you named all, a lot of them right there. That um, that I that I've known for many years and have a ton of respect in, but from coach to coach, um, you know, just incredible people and, and great minds for the game and uh, so much respect for our league. And it makes it tough every single night. 
And so, but it also makes us better. And, you know, we talk a lot about the team, about, you know, every day that we compete, a different style of play, a different venue, whatever it is, we have a chance to prepare for end of the season. So when we walk in to play a team, that we've seen everything we could possibly see um, and be ready for that moment. And I love the, you know, I read a demo quote to the team recently that, you know, I can't possibly quote, but I remember the point of it being that, you know, that they had prepared every single game um, like it was the biggest game. And so that when that big game came, it wasn't too big for them, mm. you know. And I really have a lot of respect for the way our team is approaching every game right now. And so right now there's one next game, and that's the biggest game on our schedule right now. And if we continue to have that mindset, I, I believe that we'll, we'll achieve all that we can as a team. Yeah, well, it's been fun kind of seeing you guys just take step forwards every year and, and improve. And again, 13-3 and this year. We'll play at home on Saturday, January 19th against North Texas. We'll look to go 5-0 and in conference play. And Coach, I really do appreciate the time. I thank you for uh, not jumping me too hard by my bad question about your age. And uh, yeah, I really, uh, I really do appreciate you and appreciate uh, you spending some time with me. Blake, thank you so much for this opportunity. Thank, thank you for all that you're doing for women's basketball. It's really, it's really phenomenal. So we appreciate you. Well, I appreciate Tina Langley and her time and her kind words for joining me. That rights program. Keep an eye out. Those owls. Hoot hoot. Gonna make some noise this year. I appreciate you guys listening to me and listening to my bad questions sometimes and my my hooting. I just uh, I'm grateful for everyone listening to this program and everyone who, who continues to, to chime in with, with good things to say and um, another great episode today. Thanks to Tina. If you listen on iTunes, uh, SoundCloud, Google Play, wherever you listen, thank you. If you listen on iTunes and can leave a rating and review, that is helpful to me. You can find me on Twitter, at Blake Dudonis, always with your comments and thoughts. And, uh, yeah, another episode will be at, in your listening device soon. But until then, thanks for listening. This is The Jump Around.